be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of our podcast. I'm Melissa. Hello, it's Chris. How are you? We are here to talk to you about our day two at our Disney vacation last week. Our day two consisted of Hollywood Studios. So, we woke up. How did you feel after getting 20-something thousand steps at the Magic Kingdom to go and wake up at what, like... I think I woke up really, really early if I even got any sleep. I think I woke up probably around 6. Yeah, Chris relies on melatonin a lot to help him sleep, so he forgot it for this Uh, trip. Yeah, I didn't bring it, so I pretty much stayed up all night long for five days straight, which was horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. So how did I feel? Um, Let's just say I did not bring the best shoes to walk in. I thought that slip-on memory foam, like slide-on tennis shoes were going to be comfortable and flip-flops on the water rides. I was wrong. Um, I could barely stand up and walk. My feet hurt so bad. So from that, um, I was okay because we were going to Star Wars land. Right. I know you were pretty pumped up about this one. Yeah. So I got up. I put my hair up in space buns. And I put my specially ordered Kylo Ren ears on that I ordered off of Etsy and my um, Kylo Ren shirt that I had made from a co-worker on and um, I was ready to go. But you were smart because you were a tank top that was white. Day two, I wore a black t-shirt and immediately regretted every single thing that I've ever thought of in my life. We probably could have rang that out. Because Two minutes into so, leaving, yeah. It <laughs> right. Was, it was a horrible decision. So we were going to go ahead and take a um, bus over because it was included with, you know, the hotel and everything like that. But we wanted to get there and get there ASAP because we wanted to, you know, get in line. We didn't realize how the parks were and how they were opening. So we called an Uber. It was about $13 to get from... The contemporary to Hollywood Studios, and he was pretty quick and pretty he efficient. He's a really nice guy, too. Yeah, he talked with us, and you know, we asked him his opinion on a couple things like food and all that, and then he, you know, shared with us that. So, um, I think we got to the park about I would say 45 minutes early. And what I didn't know is these parks actually open way earlier than they're posted to like for instance if it says the park opens at nine they're already letting people in by like 8 25 8 30 so we had to kind of factor that in too because i mean we wanted to get there for the main event to be in the park to jump on their wi-fi and to get the star wars ticket and what time did you think that we finally got inside the park? I think we got in the park about 9.15. They opened the gates about 9. Um, with our driver getting us to the main gate, it was probably about 9 right. o'clock so. we're or in so. the park 45 Nine, minutes yeah. early. Yeah. awesome. So just like Magic Kingdom, we had our temperatures taken. We, um, you know, got our congratulations from everybody because we were wearing our pins, of course. And then we scanned our Magic Bands, and we were off to... 
um, Star Wars the land. trolley car. No, we were off the oh, trolley yeah. car to get Starbucks because yeah. we had a ton of time and the line wasn't too bad in Star Wars. Or I mean, in Starbucks. So we went in there and I got the salted caramel cold brew that I normally get, which I realized that I had to chug <laughs> in order for us to go on a ride. And it was a totally different ball game going to Hollywood Studios versus being at Magic Kingdom because Hollywood Studios seemed to fill up way quicker that morning than it did the previous morning at Magic Kingdom. So he had his drink and I had an ice water and we like hauled ass over to, you know, um, Star Wars land and I bawled. It's Batu. <laughs> Batu, whatever. You just call it Star yeah. Wars land. <laughs> I call it Star Wars land. And anyway, before we got to Star Wars land, there is another Star Wars attraction that we got to first. And it was two ATATs. And that is where you originally bawled. And we took a bunch of pictures. And then once we left there, it was still a little ways away before we entered Star Wars land. <laughs> yeah, that's right in front of us, Star Tours, by the way. There's a gigantic at at um statue and it's just the coolest thing ever and you know they're my favorite things because i love seeing these pictures and t-shirts of darth vader walking and at at and it's just it was just adorable so of course i had to have my picture taken in front of it and i just i couldn't like not cry because I was finally there because this is what the trip was all about. It was all about this and, you know, we made it. So we ended up going inside and, you know, the first thing we seen was all the cool, you know. Everything's different. Yeah. The garbage cans look different. The toilets look different. The little Pepsi stands and Coke stands look completely different. Yeah. It's just, you feel like you're in a different world. Yeah. They do a really good job with that. The sound effects that they have playing over the speakers when you walk in and, you know, you hear spaceships flying over and you're actually looking for them, but they're not there. But they sound so realistic when you're in there and everything. So we went down to... You know, we went down a little way. We took some pictures of, you know, the droids and everything that were there. And then, um, you know, we came up to the Millennium Falcon that was right there. And it was just, uh, it was just amazing. And this was probably about, you know, 9, 9.35, 9.40 when we we're there. So we kind of walked around a little bit. And then we kind of sat down just to drink our drinks and get ready yeah, for the queue. Yeah, we found some shade. Yeah. Was ready to hit that 10 o'clock queue for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, so Chris had his app open. I had my app open. And uh, I just kept, I had it open. We were, were we connected to their Wi-Fi? Yes. Okay. So I've heard different things to be connected to their Wi-Fi, to not be connected to your, their Wi-Fi. I guess it just depends on how your phone service is and how you think that you're going to get on that boarding pass quicker. We went ahead and connected to the Wi-Fi, even though that I had a pretty good um, cell phone coverage. And so I had it open and it said it wasn't boarding yet. And I just kept like scrolling down to kind of like refresh the page and refresh the page. 
and 10 o'clock hits. There's five other families around us, and Chris is on his app. I'm on my app, and I scroll down one time after 10 o'clock hit, and we got boarding pass number five, and I was ecstatic because that is what, you know, it finally paid off, like what we went down there for, and the five other families that were around us, they didn't get the boarding pass, and we did, and it was funny because, like, they were, you know, around us, and they were checking in the same time, and we got in on it, and it was just like, so we looked at each other, and we were super excited, and then um, we headed toward Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, and we kind of just bullshitted around until it was time for the boarding group, which I think that was a really cool part of it, too. It's like we were boarding group five, so it's not like we had to come back three hours later and, like, what if we missed our boarding group? It was literally right away. Like, we maybe had to kill 15, 20 minutes and the next thing you know, they had a little sign that said, you know, accepting boarding groups 5 through 10. So we just walked up in the line and showed them. And we were on our way into the craziest, most awesome queue you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, when I was walking, like, I remember taking a picture. And I didn't realize it until, like, you know, the next day or so. And um, she, like... I had tears in my eyes because I just I was so excited about it and it was just like surreal. Um, so we we went through the queue and you know you get inside this queue and you know you have you have different numbers that you stand on because they take different numbers first and there's only like maybe six people inside on these numbers. And then they let you in by different numbers. So they may call three and four and one and then four and two. You know, it, it just, they go by different things. So um, what did you think about everything when you got inside? I thought it was cool just because it made you felt like you were in the movie. And there's security guards and... Like, they're dressed up, obviously, like the Resistance, or not the Resistance, the... Here, go ahead and continue. You could explain um, it better. Yeah. They, um... So they're dressed up like the First Order soldiers. You know, they... You're not, not the... Not the Stormtroopers or anything, but they're dressed up like the actual people in the black hot uniforms with the hat, black hats and everything, and... They're mean to you, just like they would be in the movie for the First Order and everything like that. And they get you in a line, and they're they're just pestering you. Like, why are you here? Are you spies? Like, why would you be here? And yada, yada, yada. And, you know, the one came up to me and asked me if I supported the First Order. And, of course, like... You know, I said no because, like, I was just so in awe of the whole entire um, inside with the decorations and stuff like that. And um, we finally kind of went in. You know, they acted like they were on the phone to, like, lead us in and all that other stuff. And uh, we we got in. And um, what happened next, Chris? I have no idea. 
I don't even know where you're at. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the fact that, you know, they had us in the line. They were t tormenting us before they let us into the chamber part. And then when the doors opened, what did you see? So we're on the ride sitting down already? No, we're actually walking into the big room. What do we see? Chris is like, um, Chris is in a brain fog right now, so you got to excuse him on this. So when they opened the doors, I was putting her you... daughter to sleep, and I stepped on one of her toys and damn near broke my toe just now. And I'm trying not to sit here and fucking react to it, but I'm going to have to go get an ice pack. I'm sorry. Right now. <laughs> so, um, oh. when they open the door, you literally feel like you are on the Death Star. You, there was... Stormtroopers everywhere. There were droids everywhere. There were first order work or yeah, first order workers, and you just felt like you were on this ship. You just it just felt real. And then they led you into a different room. Did you think the stormtroopers were real? Yeah, real. They people. looked real, but they weren't. They each were... one of them's like individually like moving and like mm -hmm. looking around and stuff. There's hundred of them at yeah. least. Yeah. But then again, after seeing the Hall of Presidents, they could be fake. I don't know. Right, but you exactly. walk into this room and it's like, God damn, like Moses parted the Red Sea. And it's just <laughs> like, it's overwhelming how huge everything is and how many of these stormtroopers are in there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we get on um, our cart and a droid is actually like leading us, like driving our cart. And, you know, you see Finn and he tells you, you know, the droid, how to drive you and R2-D2 is talking to you too and how to drive, you know, talking to the droid and whatnot. And this is all on a trackless car. So it's all mechanical on the floor. You feel like you're ice skating across the floor how these, uh, these cars are built. Anyway, it's just, I'm not going to go into much detail on here and spoil it for people that actually haven't been on the ride and are looking forward to it. But, um, I am a huge Kylo Ren fan and he was very realistic on the ride and I got to see, um, an at, at in the ride and it was just, it was wonderful. So, um, after we got off the ride and we were totally mind fucked basically because it was just like, we were in awe that we actually got on the ride still and so soon we went ahead and we were one of those people that had to go get a blue milk so um Gross. what did you you didn't like Gross. The blue? it was a <laughs> stupid waste of time <laughs> how much does that thing cost i think it was about seven dollars and it was oh a milk slushy it literally was a milk slushy with we got a i got a blue milk but they have green milk too the blue milk tasted like a lime popsicle mixed with milk that was slush, like yeah, slushy. and I love milk. I can drink a whole gallon of milk in one day, but this was just, I don't know. I liked it, but it had like a citrusy taste to it. Some people say that it was powdery, but I didn't get that effect from it. So while we're drinking our blue milk, what happens? Out comes Kylo Ren and two stormtroopers, and this woman... Pisses her pants and just <laughs> drops what she's doing. And at this point, I don't matter. She just goes and runs towards this little stage show thing that they're doing. And it's basically Kylo, like, 
trying to intimidate the crowd, calling little kids up and, you know, asking them questions and stuff like that. Like, are they with the rebels or do they support the first order and stuff like that? And I keep trying to explain to her that he's calling up little kids, but she's like inching closer and you could tell she's sticking her like shirt out, hoping that he sees her shirt and stuff, hoping that she gets called up there. And uh... then they go back into the the spaceship thing and you know they don't really that was it so wasn't it like a tie fighter yeah tie something? fighter i'm sorry yeah i'm out spaceship. of it right now spaceship spaceship whatever anyway so they go into the tie fighter and then we go right next to it and there's like a little gift shop that has like actual first order costumes and really these cool. things are like 150 dollars for a hat and it's just so overpriced, but you know, for the fans that are diehard fans like that, I can understand them spending money like that, but I don't understand why some of these people spend so much money when they go to Disney on souvenirs like that. Because you can get half that shit at the Disney store online for the same price or whatnot. But so after that, we went ahead and went over to um, Smuggler's Run, and that was the. Uh, Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon that seen. yeah, and that wasn't too bad of a wait. Yeah, it was. It was a little long compared to most of the things that we've done, but still, like, what do you think? Twenty-five minutes, maybe. Yeah, it seemed to be moving pretty. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff to look at, of course. So it's never boring in any of those queues. There's there's not a single queue that's boring. There's always something to look at. There's always, you know. You're con you're pretty much constantly in motion because each one of these rides usually there's more than one person getting on at a time. There's more than one group, so it doesn't go by that bad. So I don't have any really complaints about that. But I'd say out of most of the rides that we went on, this was kind of the longer wait of all of it, and still not complaining because Disney you're usually used to waiting an hour for one little ride, and during the pandemic. You don't have that sort of issue at all. Yeah, so um, we were talking through the queue line and stuff like that. And there's two jobs that you get to do on this ride. You get to either be a driver or um, a shooter. So Chris and I are going back and forth trying to you know, figure out what we want to do, what roles we want to do on the ride. And I end up, he tells me, okay, well, you're just going to be the driver and then I'll just be the shooter. So... It's pretty cool. You get to sit with everything right now with the pandemic. Him and I got to sit in an actual seat together in one little simulator by ourselves. We didn't have to worry about like two or other people that were strangers and on the ride with us. Like we actually got to enjoy it. So they start the ride up. And what'd you think about the ride? It was awesome. It was one of my favorite rides at that whole place. Like it was just. It was so surreal because obviously it was one of those motion, motion rides, Simulated motion ride, simulator yeah. rides, but you could easily just like turn your brain off for a second and it feels just like you're like traveling through space. Like it starts off all slow and then it tells you to go to warp speed and the next thing you know, the whole thing is like going all crazy and you know, your stomach drops and you're just, you're in it. And, you feel like you're literally yeah. driving the Millennium Falcon because it's so realistic. 
and the animatronics and that and the 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 just I guess the sounds and the motions and you know the jolts of the ride it makes you feel like you're literally driving and you're in space and you're falling down or whatever or going up or back and forth or whatnot it just it feels real how they made everything so um, that was pretty fun um, we didn't get to go on that again we wanted to do that but you know by the end of the day we were kind of tired for that but after that, I figured, let's go ahead and go and see if, you know, Chewie or anybody else is out, any other characters. And, of course, we get over to um, a little platform over by the milk stand. And who did we see? Um, is this when we saw Ray and Chewbacca? Or is this when we saw, I don't know what her name is, but the black girl with the blue hair? I don't know her name. I don't know what her name is. We saw her initially when we got into the park. Yeah. Yeah, into that park. But no, we did see um, Chewie was up on the platform and Ray was starting to walk down and there was no one by us. She was coming down to see these cute little girls. There was this family and she had, it was her and her husband and they had these three little girls that were dressed up like Ray and they were just the cutest little girls and I had to stop and tell her after, you know, we left the area how cute her kids were because they were just adorable and they just I don't know they were just so cute but um Ray came down and Chris got a nice selfie with her and that's basically his uh his fantasy wife per se so um he got a picture with yeah, her she was and, cute I mean she was no Daisy Ridley but no she, she looked was, pretty she looked pretty good like really you know for you know she acted like her and everything like that so she did a pretty good job with that so after that, we went over, we went back over to the um, TIE Fighter, and um, Kylo Ren came back out. And, of course, he noticed me this time, and he was all excited. You know, I mean, not all excited, but I was excited. I was excited, but he, he acknowledged me, and he said that he was proud of, you know, that I'm supporting the First Order, and that my... Um, what's that called? My, uh... Your allegiance? No, not my allegiance, but, like... I can't think of the word right now. He I'm, said like, something. dumbfounded. Like, he's basically, like... Your support is duly noted. Yeah, my basically support is duly is noted, and he's, he's like proud of that and everything like that. And I got my picture and all that stuff, so I was excited about that. So, um, after that, we were kind of... We were, it was probably about 11 o'clock, something like that. And we had an, we had a uh, reservation at Olga's Cantina. But, you know, we've had so many drinks in the last day or so there. And they've just been overly priced and watered down. So we just decided to cancel our reservation. Right. And usually, just so everybody knows, you have to cancel your reservation a day ahead of time. And I'm doing mine two hours ahead of time. So the girl let us do it. But um, just so no one else has to go through any trouble, that's what you should probably do is like do it ahead of time. But um, we didn't try Ronto Roasters because we heard a lot of bad feedback from them. So we just didn't even want to like push it and waste money on anything because we've been, we were kind of disappointed the day before at Magic Kingdom for stuff. So, um, 
we walked back toward, you know, like Main Street or whatever there and Universal Studios. And then what else happened? Um, they had a cavalcade. It was kind of like the same ones that they had at the Magic Kingdom. But um, Mickey and Minnie, right? Yeah, and I think Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale were in it too, Pluto. which was kind of cool. Yeah. Pluto. So once again, we got more good pictures and stuff and all that stuff. And then we saw a sign that said uh, Toy Story Land. So we started heading to Toy Story Land. And once we got in there, we took some pictures. And then we went to Toy Story Mania first because I think the wait was longer at Slinky Dog. So we were going to kind of wait on Slinky Dog. Yeah, because it was a 45-minute wait for Slinky Dog and a five-minute wait for this Toy Story Mania. And we didn't realize, like, what it was. But it was, like, one of the funnest rides that we right. rode that day. It was so cute. It was so fun. And if... You haven't been to Hollywood Studios and you step foot in Toy Story Land. It is the coolest thing. Like, there's old toys that I knew of when I was a kid. Like, the wood airplanes that they used to, yeah. used to put together. Pickup sticks. Yeah. Like the monkeys. The barrel of monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. Like and it was just so neat everything. how they made everything look realistic. It was just, it was cool. So, we went on this ride and it's a three... It's a 3D ride. You wear 3D glasses and you sit in a cart and it spins around and there's two guns and there's like a, there's like a stick that you kind of, or a little. Yeah. You kind of like pull back and let go and kind of, it's kind of like a pop em yeah. type thing. Yeah. So you're like, there's different um, scenes and different screens of stuff. So some screens you're shooting pies at animal, you know, like, you know, stuffed animals. Or then you go to another one and you're actually, like, shooting darts like you're at a, a county fair at balloons. Or, you know, you're hitting, you're squirting water at animals right. or whatever. But it's it's different and it's really cute and it's fun because, you know, Chris is very competitive. So he wants to win at all these games. And I suck I at all these at games. All and he did win at all these games when we were on vacation. But... I suck at all these games, so, you know, it's a competition between him and I, and of course I always lose, but it's just, it's fun. It's, it was and it just... was kind of like the day before's with the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger thing, mm -hmm. but this was like a more updated version of it. Yeah. Like, they both had the same kind of mechanics where you're two people in in one car and you're competing against each other to shoot things. Day one at the Magic Kingdom was more like... You had a little gun and you had to shoot targets. This one was more like you're spinning around and then they have a screen in front of you. And then you're like she said, you're shooting darts or whatever like that. And it was just way more advanced than the day before. Like you could tell it was a newer ride, even though it was still kind of like the same kind of ride. But it was super awesome. Loved it. And then um, after that, the ride that was next to that was... The alien swirling saucers. And this was just kind of like a um, Toy Story version of the Mad Hatter Tea Party at Magic Kingdom. And it was one of the worst rides that we rode because the fact that when it spun around to go to a different track, it was rough. And it was jolting. And it just, it wasn't a smooth ride. It was just, it wasn't. A fun ride, it was, you know, it's just basically you're swinging back and forth in an alien ship with an alien driving it, and it's just, it wasn't the funnest ride. So, after that, we left, and we were kind of getting hungry, so 
we wanted to find food and it's kind of you know just to let you know nothing in toy story land except for like vending like beer and popsicle stands and ices and stuff like that are open like there's no food or anything there that's open so we went back into the park and we headed toward um the tower of terror because that's where we were wanting to go and we ended up running into we ran into Molly from the Disney food blog and we kind of knew she was there. Her videos are kind of what we've been watching for the past six months to kind of give us all the info about Disney and all that stuff. And she's at the park every single day, really blub, uh, bubbly, funny, you know, blonde, local Florida girl, you know, stuff like that. And yeah, we were just standing there and she was filming her blog. So we kind of were, were nice and waited until she was done with the blog and went over and, you know, said hello, asked where we should eat at. And she gave us a couple different options and stuff. And where did we end up eating? We went to Rosie's Cafe, which is directly across from this new um, outdoor symphony orchestra pit that they just opened the day before that we went there. They're going to be doing outside music and stuff in this little auditorium kind of thing outside. So we ate there and um, it was pretty cool. Like it was kind of like a 50s diner type food, but outside um, they served like alcohol and um, they had some fun things on the menu. The hot dogs were huge, but we ended up getting... Um, uh, between him and I, we weren't really hungry with the heat. Him and I really don't eat too heavily in the heat. So we ended up splitting a, a third pound cheeseburger with fries and we got the chocolate verni and a large drink. And that came up to about $21.82 altogether with tax. So it wasn't too bad and it was very filling and the burger was pretty decent. Their fries at Disney are really good. I don't know what kind of fries they use, but they're pretty good. Um, and I'm not a big French fry eater, but they had some pretty good fries. And we ended up getting Powerade, so we were kind of dehydrated that day. Um, but after that, we ended up going to where Chris was really looking forward to go to that day. He talked about that, you know, basically weeks before the trip. He was so excited to go, so... Where did we go after we ate? The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And let me tell you, this is not a good ride to go on after you eat because you want to puke it all up. Yes. This was another one of those rides that I think we both knew what it was, but we didn't know exactly what it was. <laughs> I did not watch any sort of like ride videos or anything like that. Um, I went into the ride thinking that they were just going to take you up an elevator shaft to the top, drop you, and it was going to be over. Uh, I was completely wrong. Um, the queue is really cool. Once again, you're going into this like haunted mansion type thing. It's got like a cemetery type. No, it's like an no. old hotel. Yeah, it's an old hotel type thing. So you kind of feel like you're in The Shining a little bit because kind of, of like some that, of the yeah. stuff, but. Everything's got dust on it and cobwebs and stuff and all the actors that are in it and stuff are all in character and they're all like very drab and sarcastic and kind of not really mean, but they just kind of look at you like you don't belong 
which is really cool. There were some really good ones there. And basically, they, they set you up in a group and they social distance you and stuff and make you stand in a little circle. And then they call you in. And each time we went in there, we got the front row. So we sat down and the doors closed and they start lifting you up. And then the first thing you see is this little kind of creepy, I don't know how they do it with special effects, but there's like three little like ghost looking things Mm -hmm. and it's really creepy. And, you know, there's some clips from like audio from the Twilight Zone and then it closes and then it opens and then all of a sudden, which is something I didn't know was going on, your whole elevator shaft car thing moves forward and you're slowly going through this little room thing and they put you in the position yeah and the room thing kind of reminded me of like the movie 13 ghosts because it had like these little rooms that had like glass on them but you see these little like scenes and stuff and it kind of reminded me about the glass rooms in the movie 13 ghosts so i mean i mentioned that to chris a couple times you know and we we get into place and they take us up and then they drop us down. And they bring you back up. Then they bring you back up and then they drop you down even further. And then they, they take you up one big last time and then they drop you down halfway and then they just drop you. And it's just like, you, you know, come we come just... off of the seat like you have a seatbelt on. <laughs> But it's not, you know, the tightest thing in the world. So literally your body comes off the seat and you feel like the weightlessness. And, oh, man, like you screamed a lot that first time we went on that. Yeah. And usually I'm I'm weird, I guess. But usually, and Chris can tell you this too, like all of the ride, roller coasters that we rode, all that, I think that was the only one I really screamed on. The other ones, I'm laughing like, I'm literally laughing because it's just so fun and exhilarating. But um, we went on that, and, like, our pictures are so funny. You get to see the pictures, and there's this awesome gift shop after, and it has all these, like, robes from, like, Tower of Terror, like, you know, hotel-looking robes and stuff like that. And then we left there, and we went on the second ride that he was really looking forward to. I was looking forward to as well. So that was... What did we go Oh, on? the rock and roller coaster. The Aerosmith, the Aerosmith ride. Yeah. Um, it's basically right next door, so it was easy to get in line. Um, at this time, we started noticing the clouds. And while we were in queue for a rock and roller coaster, I think we checked the radar and we knew that it was about to just open up and yeah you see people like coming up to the ride and then they're like no so they ended up leaving and then you're seeing people that are in the queue like behind us that are actually like leaving because they don't want to like stand in the queue and it just it made things quicker which is which is fine um when you're walking up to the ride you're hearing like aerosmith performing live and everything like that which is really cool you know i'm a i'm an aerosmith fan i you know like that chris is an aerosmith fan and they're covering other band songs and so we go inside and it's pretty cool like you know you see like old instruments that they used you know throughout the years and then you see an actual like studio that they would perform in and i guess before covid happened they did like a pre-show there and they actually had cast members dressed up like Aerosmith so they looked like Aerosmith and they were doing like a little show but we didn't get to see anything like that because they 
with a lot of these rides now with COVID, they're not doing the pre-shows. They're not doing a lot of the queue. Um, fun the queues are never really long enough to have any of this right. stuff going on. Right. So we get on the ride and, you know, we were just kind of like, you know. I think when we walked up to it at first and we saw other people ride it and realize how fast it accelerates it when you first get in there. It was kind of a, oh shit. There was nothing like this at the Magic Kingdom. What are we it's, getting ourselves it's time into? for like a crazy roller coaster and both of us have never been on a roller coaster that goes upside down and this one goes upside down in the pitch black dark so i was definitely pretty nervous about this and there's there's no time to sit there and react and kind of talk yourself out of it because the next thing you know you're on the ride and you're in this big long stretch limo and you pull up and they give you a little countdown, and next thing you know, it's just zoom. It's just like zero to 100 right away. And You don't get whiplash from it. It's not that extensive, but that ride hauls some major ass through that track. And you see all these, like, black lights and these, like, fluorescent signs. And you're hearing them sing different songs, and it's playing different songs of theirs throughout, you know, the ride. And it's just, it's super fun. <laughs> And we went on that ride twice. And the second time we went on this ride, I am not kidding you. There was two girls that were probably maybe seven and eight that sat at the very front of that ride. And we were both looking at each other like, they have some balls to do this. Oh, yeah. Because that ride is like crazy. So we ended up leaving there. And it, was it raining yet? Or yes. You, the second we left out of there, it was... No, it didn't start raining until we got... By it was raining, but it, it wasn't that bad, but it was right. raining. Yeah. So we get to the Brown Derby, and it just, like, starts pouring down rain. And, like, you can see the Chinese Theater and Mickey and Minnie's Adventure Ride, and we're just looking at each other like, okay, we want to ride this ride, but how long is the queue? Are we going to have to stand in the pouring rain? And it's nice because the queue line of that ride actually had umbrellas, like big umbrellas. So we were able to stand underneath it. So we were just kind of like, you know, screw it. Let's go ahead and head over there. And by that time, the rain kind of lightened up a little bit. But we got in the queue line and um, basically we were probably in line for like maybe 30 minutes. Because once we got past a certain part, the guy that was standing there, the cast member, told us it's 20 minutes from that part on. So... Um, what did we see when we were out in the queue there? Um, it's basically a mock-up of the Man's Chinese Theater. So once we got up near the front, you could see all the different like handprints and signatures of like celebrities and stuff. So we didn't have a lot of time out there to be looking at all of them because the queue's moving by so fast. So you're kind of trying to catch a glimpse of what you could see and... I kind of remember Shirley MacLaine and... I remember Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley's yeah. because um, Billy Joel has an A-OK -okay with his hand, like, pressed down in the cement, so, and it says A-OK -okay on it, and it's really cool looking, but, you know, just to see their signatures and their hands and everything like that, like, Hulk Hogan's hand was, like, super big on right. that, you know, and you just don't realize how, like, people actually are, you know, when you get there, but... When we got in the queue and stuff like that, it was really cute. Like, this ride was really neat. And um, what did you think of the ride? I thought it was one of the cutest rides in the whole park. Like, I think it would have fit better 
at the Magic Kingdom just because it's Mickey and Minnie. But it was another one of those trackless rides, like how Rise of the Resistance was. So you kind of don't know where you're going to go. So you're kind of in this train car and Goofy's like leading you. And there's like this little, I don't know, I guess you could call it like a trip screen. And it's got a video and he's like, all right, here we go. We're going on the railway. We got to check out on Mickey and Minnie. They're on a little picnic date and stuff. And then the next thing you know, everything goes haywire and you break apart from the rest of the people that's on this long train and you're going off on your own and you're going on to all these different rooms and there's one room and it's like Daisy Duck and she's running like a, a Zumba class or something and a dance class. A dance yeah. class. And the next thing you know, your car is moving back and forth, like doing the cha-cha with her. It's so cute. And it was really cute. The kids, just the animatronics. Yeah, you could just hear the kids are in so the car. Cute. Yeah, the kids in the car that was with, because there was a mom and grandma and like maybe like three little boys that were behind us, and they were really cute. Um, but you could just hear them just giggling behind us and everything like that because they were just enjoying it so much. But it was really cute. Um, you know, it's the newest ride there in the park. So, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of, spec you know, a lot of um, people are wanting to really ride that ride. Yeah, I and honestly, before the pandemic started, when we had this whole trip planned, I planned on we probably weren't even going to get to go watch this because I was seeing like 130 minute waits, two hour waits, and I wasn't going to sit there and wait in line for two hours for a ride that takes two minutes to get through, mm -hmm. you know, no matter how cute it looked. You know, the pandemic saved us on a lot. Yeah, like, so after we got off that ride, you know, the rain pretty much stopped at, for the time being. And we went back into um, Toy Story Land because we wanted to, we really wanted to get on Slinky Dog. So we actually got in and we were in the queue and they the rain started again and it started lightning. So they kind of paused the ride for a little bit because, you know, with any amusement park, you can't, you know have rides going during lightning storms and stuff like that so you know we waited and we waited and we waited and we finally got on the ride we rode this ride in the pouring rain and it was the funnest experience that we it had was awesome and it was a, it was a really cute roller coaster and the ride was just really cute our picture came out cute and stuff as well so um then uh what did we do after that? Um, we got off Slinky Dog. It was pouring down rain. And we, I think we walked through Star Wars. Yeah. And there was really nothing to do or anything like that. So we got a Pepsi or a Coke. And their Cokes are these real cute little balls. And it's got all this weird, you know, Star Wars type writing on it and stuff like that. And as soon as we exited, the first thing we saw was the Muppet 4D stage show movie 3D thing. And I've been wanting to do that since I was a little kid. I remember watching like videos of Disney as a little kid and just hearing things about how awesome the 3D stuff was and... I used to like the Muppets a lot when I was a kid, and it's pouring down rain, so why not do the Muppet thing? Um, basically, they put you in a queue, which was the longest, so boring. Queue. You're in and this no room. One was social distancing. No, they had way too many people in there. It was like the lobby of a movie theater, okay? And they had all these TVs that were playing like Muppet stuff, 
and everyone just started sitting down and was bored and I had no idea what the hell was going on and when they were going to start this actual 3D movie thing but that was probably one of the only times that we really felt uncomfortable because there was people all over the place and then they finally say okay it's showtime and we got a whole row of this movie theater to, to ourselves which is kind of cool but you sit down you got 3D glasses um, the two old guys, I love them. They're sitting in the balcony and they're cracking jokes and stuff. And then the movie starts, and I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to the movies. I was just kind of watching all the fun little three D things, like anything you can think of. Where they'll blow like a a whistle or something, and it'll shoot something out at you. Yeah, and you it actually just... got sprayed. There was bubbles that actually went through the crowd and stuff. So it was like yeah, realistic. that that's what made it four D. And then. Chris and I did not know that the big hairy monster that looks like Snuffleupagus, his name is Sweetums. Yeah, so Sweetums <laughs> was actually there, and he comes out in the crowd and stuff, and does a little little thing. I don't know what the hell he did. Yeah, he's interactive. I, I was with, over it. He's interactive with the crowd and stuff like that, so it's just, um, it was really cute, the way that they did this, and then that was over... And we were hungry for lunch, or we were hungry for pretty much an early dinner by then, and we uh, we um, went to Rizzo's Pizza right out there. Yeah, Rizzo and, the Rat's Pizza. And it was, you know, it was pretty decent price. We, with all of their personal pan pizzas and stuff like that that they have there, you get like a side Caesar salad, and they serve these Caesar salads in a cup that were already, you know, tossed with the stuff, and, you know, I got like a veggie pizza, and he got a... Meatball I had a meatball sub. sub that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good pizza for, you know, being in the park right there. But after that, we went over to Star Tours and finally rode that. And that was a really cute ride, too. I kind of like that yeah, ride. That was pretty cool. The queue was really neat. You see, like, R2-D2 and C-3PO and, you know, other droids. And, you know, you see the shadow of, um, you know, Princess Leia and all that stuff. And it's just, it was really cute. And uh, that felt realistic, too. Kind of like um, Smuggler's Run. Yeah. And um, But that was another ride that I would not advise eating and then going on right away. Right. Um, it's jerky. At the time, I didn't mention anything to her. But, like, I remember that ride, too. Like, standing in line, getting ready to get on this thing and just totally not feeling good. And getting on that ride and then just... It being 3D and your chair shaking around, I was like, just did not feel good at all. Maybe I was dehydrated. I don't know what it was, but... Yeah, so make sure you stay hydrated because with the Florida heat and everything right now, it's about 108, like, humidity and everything with, you know, all that other stuff down there. But um, after we were done with that, we went back to Rock and Roller Coaster and then back to Tower of Terror again to ride it, you know, before everything closed and, you know, everything was shutting down anyway. It was the end of the day and people were leaving the park and all that other stuff. So, you know, we did those last things. Yeah, and... you had a cool interaction with one of the girls in the front of the Tower of Terror where she was talking about your... Uh... Kylo Ren shirt and your tattoo? Yeah. Um, I have a big Kylo Ren tattoo on my thigh that Rodney Eckenberger did in South Bend, Indiana, by the way. Promoting him, I guess, because he does a lot of my work. But, um, 
she was like, why are you trying to degrade my husband? Because my shirt actually had a picture of Kylo Ren on it, and it says, run like Kylo Ren is throwing a temper tantrum. So, you know, we were joking around about that and everything, and then uh, we got in, and it was pretty quick. You know, maybe we walked right in, literally walked right in and got, you know, on the ride and everything right away. So it wasn't too long of a wait. And then after that, we went to a couple gift shops to kind of look around because his cousin was looking for a certain type of puzzle, which we didn't get to find. But, um, and then he got his daughter a gift and then, uh, we left and we went on the brand new Disney Skyliners and Chris was really looking forward to that. So those were pretty cool. It was just nice to get on those things and kind of just relax. And it was a much cooler ride than the monorail because you're much higher up in the air and it's slow and it's kind of like you can relax and it, there's a good breeze that comes through there. And you just kind of get to see the other resorts that the monorail doesn't go through. So yeah. we did that and we kind of got lost trying to figure out a way how to get back to our resort. We got on a bus, so I'm just letting everybody know, by the way, the monorails stop at 8 p.m. They will not give you any rides from the parks, the resorts, anything like that after 8 p.m. So that's where we got stuck at because by the time all this was said and done, it was about 8 o'clock and we didn't know that. So we ended up getting on a bus and going back and um, we went back to our resort and decided, hey, it's been a long day. Our feet hurt. We hurt. Let's head to the pool. So, our pool at the resort closes at, was it 8 or 9? I think it was 9. Well, didn't we also stop at that one resort? And that's where I got that mojito lemonade thing that was really oh, good. Oh, we did. We did. We and we got another the, dessert thing. We stopped at the Riviera. Riviera, yeah. That's what and it was. And he ended up getting a Mediterranean mint um, lemonade in the um, lobby there. And they have different things. They had some pretty good coffee drinks. They had different cocktails. They had uh, chicotery boards, stuff like that. And they were pretty fairly priced, so they weren't really expensive or anything. But he he's a big cheesecake person. He loves cheesecake. So Chris ended up getting that. And then he also got a lemon cheesecake. And that was, it was okay. It wasn't one of my favorite things that I ate there. But um, So we got that, and we waited a little bit and got went back over to... Uh, our hotel we got in the pool um our pool i think closes closed at nine. eight or nine so there was a quiet pool which was basically the adult pool there and of course you know all the moms want to bring all 20 kids of theirs that are screaming and hollering and just carrying on to the quiet pool and it was just a big pool of we joked around and said it was corona soup but it, you know, we maybe were in the pool for like maybe five, ten minutes after all these kids came in and we left. No. Because we met that college student girl. From Maryland, yeah. And we talked with her for a good like 20 minutes while just chilling in the pool. Yeah, we just kept our distance though. But there was just like all kinds of kids just screaming and hollering. And we were just, she was thinking the same thing that we were thinking. Like, okay, this is the quiet pool. Why are you bringing all your 20 screaming kids down here? So we ended up um, talking to her, hanging out for a little bit, and then we go inside and kind of relax. And We were waiting for her to invite us to her room for drinks or something, which she never did. You're funny. Disappointment. Yeah. So um, we ended up 
going back to our room, chowing down on the cheesecake. I kind of relaxed in the bath for a little bit, and then we went to bed. So, um, so we're going to go ahead and start doing our top five thing. So, Chris, what was your top five? Well, I don't know because we were supposed to redo the first episode and do our top five on Magic Kingdom. Well, let's so do our Magic list right Kingdom. Here is top five we will Magic do our Kingdom. Magic Kingdom one, and then you can uh, add to the tower. Then you can add to this no one sense. if you want. Just so we're doing our top five from episode one from the day before. Mm-hmm. And you can add this one if you'd want for Hollywood Studios to merge it. My number five at Disney World Magic Kingdom didn't even happen at Disney World Magic Kingdom. It happened at the end of the night. My Tiki Marsala delicious dinner. Wonderful dinner. For those people who did not listen to episode one, they're going to be lost, but oh well. What is your number five? My number five was the food at Magic Kingdom. I really liked our, um, I really liked the chicken waffle sandwich that we had at Sleepy Hollow. I liked the, um, carnita nachos, even though they weren't like the best quality, but they, they had some good flavor to them. Um, the Dole Whip was okay, but it's nothing to rave about. I don't see why people get so excited about Dole Whips. It's just like soft serve with, you know, pineapple juice on top of it for the floats. But um, the food was pretty good at Disney. What was your number four? Going on the Haunted Mansion three times in a row without having to wait in line once. Kind of felt like we had the whole park to ourselves. It was kind of romantic in a creepy, creepy kind of way. <laughs> What about you? Number my, four. My number four was probably the Under the Sea ride. Um, I'm a big, you know, Little Mermaid fan. Um, also, I'm glad you remember that because I don't remember anything about that ride. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of like, ugh, yeah. whatever. So Under the Sea ride, um, Haunted Mansion, and then Space Mountain. I really enjoyed riding on Space Mountain for the first time. Um, and, of course, I enjoyed the Haunted Mansion because that's one of my favorite rides there. So... What was your number three? Your number four sounded like four different things. I know. It was number, It was about four different things. But oh, hey. you just fucked me up here. My number three was Space Mountain. Going into it with, like, not really any expectations. And it just being this awesome, exhilarating, wind-in-your-face kind of badass ride in the dark. I was super impressed with that one. Number three, Melissa... I really enjoyed um, Gaston's quirky and cocky interactions with us that we had with him at the park during the cavalcades. Um, you know, he noticed that we had our uh, our pins on. He asked us if we got married, and of course we said yes because, you know, that's what we needed to say. And of course he was, he cocked back with the cocky comment of, it'll never last. And then you're, of course, like, Trying to throw me at him like you can have her, take her, whatever. But what was your number two? Well, we better hurry up because we have five minutes before this thing shuts off. Uh, my number two was the walk to the park from the resort. Uh, the anticipation, the feeling of approaching the park, 
and just the the butterflies and everything about it was awesome. Go ahead. We better Mine hurry. was the costumes on the cast members for the next one. And then my very last one was the walk inside the park and initially seeing the castle down Main Street. My number one was finally going on Splash Mountain and knowing that we're both pretty lucky to be able to go on it before it transitions into Princess and the Frog. And who knows what's going to happen with that. But it was awesome. Day two was awesome. The podcast was awesome. We got in 20-something thousand steps. And we'll talk more on the next episode about just how horrible we felt at the end of the day. And our experience at Universal Studios. So make sure you um, follow along and... Wear a mask. Wear a mask and sanitize. And the world doesn't need more babies. And... Don't be assholes to each other.